0: Welcome to Enchanted. This is episode four. And I'm Raphael Cohen. And today I would like to talk about the meaning of God to me, because I realize I talk about God a lot. And it might be very off-putting for many of you. And it makes total sense that it would, given the very controversial and conflictual history of the name of God and the concept of God in general and what it has provoked in our reality. So I felt really called to establish what I mean by that and um, the beauty and enchantment that I see in that. Hmm. So just to share a little bit of context around my personal relationship with God, when I was a little girl, God was like a great force that was always there helping me. And I was talking to God, like to a friend. Um, So it was kind of fun, really. And then it, um, it became superstition for me because I was starting to feel very big emotions and difficult sensations. And I believed that there were that there were ways to avoid it. Um, And, and so out of fear, I became superstitious. And because superstition was very, well, I heard my father make fun of it, basically. And it kind of woke me up. So I completely stopped everything any connection to any sort of mysterious power I just became completely rational completely atheist and that I be- I went into scientific studies and it kind of confirmed that everyone around me was really kind of ridiculing anyone who believes in mysterious things but I had always kind of kept an open mind to it no matter what And when I started becoming an artist, I realized that hmm, actually mysterious things were happening and there was this weird correlation between mind and body and my fears and the sudden diseases I was contracting and... It's like it was clear that there was something else going on than just cause and consequence in the way that I had always been taught. Um, And then I completely dove into the entire mystery of spirituality and the forces that are going on backstage behind the scenes of life. And now it's really at the forefront of my life. It's everything. Like my entire life revolves around divinity. So even though it's impossible to explain really, here are a few words that evoke God in the way that I see it. Mm. So let's get things super straight right now. There is no bearded man in the sky deciding for you what your life is going to be. And having power over you and over your life and over your choices and what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do and what's right and wrong. That is absolute bollocks. That is just giving your power away to some external figure And it's just a recipe for disaster and victimhood and hell for the rest of your life. (laughs) There is no such thing. God is a concept in my eyes. God is the inherent knowing within you that you are fully loved, fully protected, Completely abundant and deserving of everything that your heart desires. That you are fundamentally pure and innocent and beautiful and desired and wanted. That you know what's good for you. That you are completely guided. It's that inherent knowing within you. And that has no name. Because it's infinite. It, is, it, is, it goes beyond what the mind, the human mind can fathom. And that's what it means when we say God in truth has no name. Because any word... Any name is automatically going to define something that is by definition infinite, undefined. And of course, the fear-based dogmas throughout history have transformed that concept into it's forbidden to say the name. No, you can't say the name of God. But it doesn't mean it's forbidden to say the name of God. It means you can't. Because it's infinite. It just, by definition, cannot be defined. Or it has many names, and that's why God has many names. Because there is no end to all the aspects of God. Because that inherent knowing within you is so multiple that it cannot be fathomed by the human mind. And on some level, on, a hi- on the highest level, God is you, is me, is us. It is the source that is birthing who we are here, constantly, in every moment, over and over again. It's that spark, it's that initial desire to exist and All the things that do not exist yet and that are existing only in the potential field. So on the level of our existence here on Earth, 3D, of course, we are having the experience of being this separate thing, this separate being. And so it is necessary to have a concept of an infinite being that compensates that finity, that finiteness of who we are, because... I'm only Raphael, I'm not all things in this experience. So of course there's this need for an infinite being that compensates that finiteness. But it's not external, it's within you. It's who you are on another level, on a higher level. But because we are finite beings in this game, one way to connect with that inherent knowing within us is through the forest, the wind, these external forces that seem so huge and out of our control, they become this external impersonation of divinity. And that's beautiful. You can use that for your remembrance of that divinity within you, that inherent knowing of your lovability, abundance, and power and protection, safety. Now, another way of connecting to it is to imagine the most loving person who understands you fully, who gets you, who sees your darkness and loves it anyway, who sees your fears and loves it anyway, who constantly strives to keep you safe, who's completely loving and protecting. Imagine that. Imagine that person holding you. Imagine that person guiding you when you are not sure where to go and you feel lost. Imagine that person playing with you and celebrating you and cheering you on and laughing with you. As finite beings, sometimes it's useful to visualize it as an external person doing that for you. That's the whole archetype concept. And as children, it literally is the only thing we can do through our parents. So when we have not had that absolute unconditional version of this, wounds appear. And that is precisely where the magic happens. A magic that can turn into hell when we don't know how to use the wounds. Because as humans, our parents are also humans, it's, so it's absolutely inevitable that there will be wounds, and we're made to have those wounds because it's through the wounds that the access, the secret access to the infinity that we are, lies. Just like Leonard Cohen wrote, there's a crack in everything, and that's how the light gets in. That's why it's not about erasing the wound. It's not about having a perfect life with no wounds. We have to have the wounds. But only because it's the pathway towards that inherent infinity within us of love, abundance, and protection. You see, the wound creates literally the space for you to invite, conjure up the infinity of what you did not receive in that moment of wounding through that loving archetype, through that imagined person, or through that vast forest, or the stars, or whatever mystery you dig into. The wound is the portal to this, and you are the only one who has the power to go and conjure it up. To go and seek that greatness within you. In other words, the wound is your opportunity for you to become the God for yourself. To become who you are. The greatness of who you are. Here. As a separate being. But of course, when we don't know that, and we haven't really known that... (laughs) For thousands of years, everything has been taken over by fear, control, and and dogma because it's so easy to use those wounds for that. It's so easy to use those fears to, to control you with it because it's so scary. Of course, I'll give you anything. Give me safety. Give me love. Give me protection. Give me power. And so we give it away to dogmas and we give it away to external authorities that seem to know better than us. And that's how, that's how the chaos that is being experienced in the world becomes manifested, it appears. Because you were the power all along. You are the creator all along. Whatever you're seeing is what you're believing unconsciously. So it's the fact of not believing in that inherent knowing. It's the fact of not believing that you are worthy of love. It's the fact of not believing that you're completely abundant, the belief that you're in lack, the belief that you are not so safe, that it's dangerous outside, that the world is dangerous, that you're not so innocent, that you're originally a sinner. All these consequences of staying stuck in the wound and being afraid of it and not using it as the portal that it is, that is what then creates situations that reflect that belief in your life. And of course, it's not your fault. You, Nobody has been taught this. When we truly believe that we are in lack in any form, lack of love, lack of power, lack of safety it becomes the only thing that's important it becomes the only thing that needs to be filled so of course then we start creating a world that prioritizes this filling of the holes and we take actions that are for people's egos for people's power for people's money for people's safety for for people's fame like it all comes down to filling the void at all costs because we have forgotten we were in the first place. And the beautiful news is that who we are never goes away. So each of us can then use the harm that's been done to our benefit so that we can connect to the greatness. So in other words, you are the creator. So might as well align to the truth that you are innocent because then you will create something that's beautiful. Might as well align to the fact that you are love, that you are protected, that you are power, because then that's what you will see in the life in front of you. And that's what we can all co-create together. And the first step towards this is to look at all the places where we believe that we're not love, that we're not safe, that we're not powerful, that we're in lack. And ask yourself, is that really true? Or did I learn that somewhere? kwa <sighs> sambe. Oh my god.